the same principle applies to everything. If we want to expect, if we want the, the, the prayer calendar for people to be doing it and multiplying it out to other people on a consistent, regular basis, we have to have regular times of coaching them. Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians become world-changing disciple-makers. I'm Paul Watson. This is Rebecca Ewing, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, review this podcast. You can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash faithworks, or just click on the link in the description. To those of you who already support this podcast, thank you so much. Your support helps us put tools in the hands of men and women like you who want to experience a disciple-making movement in their neighborhood. Now, one of the tools that we have talked about frequently on this podcast is the prayer calendar. The prayer calendar is a simple tool that has an incredible effect as we implement it. And today, we want to talk about not just keeping your own prayer calendar, because we've talked about that a lot, but we want to talk about mobilizing the prayer calendar and the benefits of doing so. Right. You know, the, the benefits of personally doing the prayer calendar are good in and of itself. You know, it gives relational connection uh, between us and other people, especially in such a situation that we find ourselves in with COVID restrictions and everything that, you know, we find ourselves even more isolated than we were before. Mm-hmm. And so actually taking the initiative and calling people on a daily basis that aren't in our family, our immediate family, is really something that could that helps us bind together again. Also, That's right. I mean, the fact that we are mobilizing prayer, therefore seeing answered prayer. So mm-hmm. I, I always know when somebody's actually doing the prayer calendar because they come back and tell me stories of answered prayer. And exactly. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good way to know that. And also through this, since we're doing this as disciple makers. We're able to guide this process into people being more aware of and praying more for Great Commission, Great Commandment, uh, you know, focused activities. So it actually not only just increases prayer for, you know, uh, you know, for def- various people, needy people on our church roles, but also just, hey, what are you doing to to uh, to for uh, to reach the lost today, and how could I pray for that? And so it, we can guide those things into those type of prayers. Now, so you can see how very quickly multiplying this kind of tool could have a huge impact, not just keeping it for yourself, but to share it throughout the entire body of Christ. And there's two keys to being able to multiply. First of all, being able to apply it yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be passing on a habit to someone else, you need to have that habit too. And that's super important as a parent. You know, I have three kids. I know that if I want my kids to do any habit, I need to have that habit. They need to see it in my own life in order to be able for them to have it. And then hopefully for them to be able to pass it on to subsequent generations. But however, it is not, doesn't mean that you wait until you're hundred percent perfect at it before you start The second part, which mm-hmm. is multiply it. See, this is a this is the basics of DMM. Whenever there is a habit, some type of disciple making habit we're supposed to do with our lives, 
it, we're supposed to multiply it out to other people. That's why we're disciple maker and not just someone who inhabits a pew or do things that are just personally for ourselves. So that means we want to take this particular simple habit and pass it down to other people. And the thing is, is that when we do that, when we actually not only pass it personally off to other people, but then help those people pass it off to other people, we start creating generations of people that are praying for other people and interacting which is the same principle of disciple making movement in the first place is is creating those generations. And so that's why mobilizing prayer must be done through, (laughs) must be done through one-on-one calls at regular frequent intervals. So in other words, Mm. mobilizing the prayer calendar is not something you get up at a pulpit and just could preach people into doing at a consistent basis. Now, does it help to, to maybe for people to be preaching about it and, 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 you know, maybe broadcasting things about it? Of course it helps, but it's not the main method of actually passing it off to other people because we know this we all need continued coaching and and mentoring and stuff to grow as disciple makers and all of these areas and that's the same thing when it comes to this and while we're on the subject of what it's not mobilizing prayer the prayer calendar is not you texting the prayer calendar whiteboard video that you can find on our youtube channel at uh, youtube.com slash everyday disciples it's not taking that youtube uh, video and sending it out to all of your friends on a text message or in an email format or in a newsletter it's not that impersonal broadcast, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but it's not broadcasting things out. It's that one-on-one call, that one-on-one invitation to come do this with me as I am doing and learning about it. Now, that's a very good thing to do if you're trying to raise awareness about the Mm -hmm. prayer calendar, if you're trying to help people just know about it, but if you're actually trying to help facilitate people in doing it, that you actually want to make sure that it's being done, it has to be done one-on-one, on a call, talking to them, saying, hey, how's your prayer calendar going? And because this is something that I run against all the time, you know, I'm helping people who are, you know, trying to start their disciple-making communities. And one of the things that disciple-making communities do is that they practice the prayer calendar and they, and they do so with each other and the people outside of the community. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of times there's the temptation of saying, the meeting in which we go to as disciple, as a disciple-making community, as a DMC, is what's going to mobilize a prayer calendar. I come in and I sit down and say, did everybody do the prayer calendar? You know, and stuff like that. And that's going to be the way that we're going to continue, pe- continue to encourage people to do those things. Well, not so surprisingly... That doesn't work. Not really. No, (laughs) No, it it, it does not work. And so you have to additionally, outside of the meeting, call people individually to help them. Because this is a habit, guys. It's a habit. And so it's not easy. And we have to help people individually be successful. And uh, just the uh, just today, in fact, I was talking with some of our, our, our good friends about their DMCs. And we had before talked about developing, uh, you know, calling everybody in our DMCs to see how their prayer calendars are going. And 
I, uh, I asked them, it's like, who, how many of you were doing this before we talked about it? Nobody raised their hand. It's like, how many of you tried it now? Many people raised their hand. It's like, tell me the difference. And they're like, oh my goodness, the difference. You know, right. now we're, we're getting stories in of people actually doing it. And now they're feeling successful. And now we're making progress. And now there's true celebration at the beginning because we've had these conversations outside of the meeting, one-on-one, helping people make progress. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, the uh, we talked about how sometimes you can get you can really bog down your DMC meetings if you're trying to do troubleshooting in the middle of the meeting. And so by by addressing you know the issues outside of the meeting, any kind of issues or coaching there, then in the meeting it can be focused on celebration and people are reminded to come in having made their prayer calls and all those things. And so your meetings actually end up having a lot more energy and life to them because you're not spending the whole time trying to troubleshoot things. Yeah, when you're talking about the prayer calendar, okay, the prayer calendar itself, you 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 deal with the problems outside of the meeting and you celebrate mm-hmm. it inside of the meeting. That's right. It's a big deal. And so the sa- the same principle applies to everything. If we want to expect if we want the, the the prayer calendar for people to be doing it and multiplying it out to other people on a consistent regular basis, we have to have regular times of coaching them. And and this multiplication throughout people from generation to generation of people and continuing the communication, regular communication of that is what's going to bring us a lot of benefit. Oh my goodness. There are huge benefits. First of all, I mean, just the easiest one is that it starts to interest other people in disciple making. They go, you know, what is this? What are you doing? I've benefited from this. This is wonderful. And you're able to go further down the rabbit trail, so to speak, of saying, hey, this is what disciple making is. And this thing that you're enjoying is really just the first step of being a disciple maker and being a blessing to others. Exactly. Exactly. And also gives a specific time of communication to develop relationships surrounding site disciple making. In other words, if you are going to be calling a person every other week at very at the very least to see how their prayer calendar is going, that is a specific time. That is a specific call with a specific person, and it's over time, so you're developing relationship. And now that people can be learning not only prayer calendar together and forming and bonding that particular relationship, but then it gives an opportunity for even, like Paul was saying, additional things that may come out of it. So, so much so, you know, sometimes we always say, well, sometime I'll talk to that person, and maybe sometime I'll talk. It gives a regular point of of communication for these things to happen. The other thing that happens as people are learning the prayer calendar and multiplying it down to others is it helps them learn the bare basics of coaching people. And it forms a coaching and accountability structure into this emerging network as it's emerging. So it's not something you're trying to impose after you've put it into place or put on top of a system. It actually grows with it mm-hmm. and it's able to sustain it and it gives people the practice of coaching people in something small so that when God blesses us with a movement or the beginnings of a movement, you now have a system that can be that can sustain the load that a movement is going to put on it eventually. And you know, we're talking about the benefits, but we're going to be talking about specifically how to this coaching process works and how to be able to help people, you know, do the prayer calendar and and coach them in that. But, you know, guys, 
one of the biggest reasons why for this, at least mobilizing prayer in this way, in this multiplying of the prayer calendar, is that it the multiplicative effect of prayer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we can think that a single person doing a prayer calendar per day, so 30 days uh, a month, for five minutes a day. So we're not even yeah. counting 10 not even minutes that much. or, either, you know, just five minutes a day just doing that. You know, if you just mobilized five other people to do that and they might mobilize five other people to do that and they mobilize, each one of those might mobilize five other people. This is that generations, as you go down the line, how many would be? One would turn to five, five would turn to 25, 25 would turn to 125, 125 would turn to 625, and then that would turn to 3,125 people, which is something that we've been saying is a good beginning basis is 1,000 people to mobilize in the area. So within about five generations of this, you've got three times the amount of prayer that you that you were wanting to be able to do that. So again, imagine how that would that translates from that number of people doing it just five minutes a day. Yeah, the minutes, the total minutes that they would pray per day is fifteen thousand six hundred and twenty-five minutes. That comes out to two hundred and sixty hours of prayer throughout the network. Per day. Per day. Per day, guys. And then and then that means multiply that by 30. So that's just per day. So that means per month, that's 468,750 minutes per month. So that's, <laughs> that is 7,812 hours approximately per month. So, I mean, we're yeah. talking about an astronomical benefits from just a simple five-minute habit multiplied out to people. And the beauty of that is it's continual. Yes. It's not a single event. So a lot of people put time and effort into 24-hour prayer events or prayer burns, as they're often called. And yet, uh, that you know, and if you've ever planned one of those, it takes a lot of time. If you've ever been tapped out to fill the 2 a.m. slot, you know that that's the church <laughs> staff slot because they pay your salary and you get the worst spot on the, on the 24-7 prayer thing. But in this case, you're not having to put that effort into developing or doing something that happens only once. You're putting that effort into building a network, to building a system that is going to offer those prayers for one another and up to the Lord, you know, all of the time, day in and day out, and increase the spiritual awareness of the body of Christ throughout everyone in the system, in the network. Absolutely. And so, you know, there there's so many benefits due to this particular one. So how do you do this? Okay. Mm -hmm. How do you actually coach people and or hand this off to other people? And that's one of the things we wanted to really focus down into today is give people those tools and knowing how to do that. First off, it's a, a big important part of success is in the invitation. So like Paul said, when you want to invite somebody to do the prayer calendar, You've got to reach out to them personally. Of course, you can send you know, um, out videos and stuff for people to look at and, and things like that but, you know, as a means of raising awareness. But if you're actually wanting to get people to do it, 
in the end, you're going to have to call them and talk to them about it. And so the, the first thing to do is just to say, what are, what are some of the benefits? Tell them the benefits that you have experienced, you know, calling and doing the prayer calendar. And so, you know, you, you, you want to also express what it is. So one of the things that I like to say to describe the prayer calendar is that it builds the habit of praying with someone else per day. It's a habit. Mm-hmm. It's a habit of praying with somebody, which is different than other things where it's just for somebody. This is with somebody per day. And so it builds prayer relationships over time. Yeah, we were talking about inviting people. I mean, just as a, a little bit of a side note that uh, often the very first people you invite to join with you are people who are on your prayer calendar too. And so they've had a chance to experience the call too. And so that's always really, really helpful. But that doesn't mean that you don't give them a direct invitation by saying, hey, come in, join me, and this is why I'm doing it. I want to pray with someone per day, and I want to build that relationship with you over time. Right. It's a very simple explanation. You actually bring up a really good point, Paul, as to who do you ask you know, to do the prayer yeah. counter. You know, that, that is a good sign of who do you ask. And so, or should I say whom do you ask? And so, <laughs> your English teacher yes, would be proud. I, so anyway, um, and so, um, so usually the people that you ask, especially if you already are doing the prayer calendar, is those that actually have responded well to your prayer calendar. In other words, they seemed particularly grateful, or you know, have received definite benefit from it. Like maybe God answers a prayer for them, or they just were really good and communicative with you over the prayer calendar. And these, and these are people that, are, you know, is a good idea to ask. Sometimes we run to our pastor or some other person that is a high-powered ministry person. We're like, that person's got to do the prayer calendar. And I don't know, they may do the prayer calendar, but keep in mind that, you know, people can be busy. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you'd be surprised as to who would be actually really open to doing this. And the best way to do it is seeing how they interact with you. So I would start there. Yeah, and I think one of the other great ways is you're giving them this explanation. You know, if they've experienced it for themselves, that's great. But even if they ha- and if they haven't, what you want to do is come in with stories of the relationships that have emerged as you've been praying for people, the encouragement that you've received or that you've been to others, and then talk to them about ways that the Lord has answered prayers, from the smallest ones to the biggest ones. Every single one of those answered prayers needs to, to you know, God deserves the glory for that. And as we celebrate that, it ends up increasing the faith. I say building the faith muscle of everyone, both us in praying, but those in hearing. And as they hear it, they're like, oh man, I want, I want this in my life too. And they start seeing it, that it's a practice that we share with others, that it begins to connect us Mm -hmm. together. Absolutely. And so that's why you want to, to invite them and say, will you be willing to try this with me mm-hmm. with is big because this is this is not just said would you like to do it you know do you want to do it and it's more like do you want to do this with me because you're inviting them also the the larger intent and goal of this will be to build a community of people that are doing this together so really you're mm-hmm. inviting them to something that you're inviting them to community you're inviting them to to relationship in this so if they say yes you know to make sure you tell them that on the call Tell them that, okay, well, then I will follow up with you next week to to see how things are going. This is so incredibly important. If we just tell people, well, good, and we get off the phone 
And, you know, it, it, it just kind of leaves things open in the air as to what's going to happen. But if you tell them that you, hey, to assure them that you're going to call back next week, that triggers in their mind, I need to get started right away. I need to figure this out. And because mm-hmm. my friend's going to call me back next week and I want to have something good to talk to them about. Yeah, and what what will happen often is they go, whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second, I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about, and then and then they'll they'll it'll trigger them to go, okay, okay, so this is what we're gonna do, one person per day, thirty days, and then next month you're gonna repeat that same list, you'll tweak as necessary, et cetera, et cetera, and they're like, oh, okay, and then they know that you're gonna call them next week to see how things are going, and it's gonna be great, and then after that you can follow up. I don't, I don't, I don't say to start off this way, but you follow up after you've invited them, told them you're going to call them with the prayer calendar video. Send that to them because it'll summarize and reinforce everything that you just told them and invited them into. And you can find that uh, video on youtube.com slash everyday disciples. But yeah, uh, so you could send them the prayer calendar video. You could send them the other podcasts that we have uh, that explains the prayer calendar. Mm -hmm, And basically mm -hmm. what it does is that it gives them something to refer back to to say like so wait how do I do this again am I I doing this right and it just helps them be able to as they do that the point is to be very positive and to say and and give the idea that this is something to celebrate this is a good thing and you're excited that to be able to do this with them right right and that's important and and when you're doing your follow-ups that being positive goes into those follow-ups yes. as well so you're going to give them a call you're going to say how it how's it going and you're going to find some of them man they leaned right in these will often be people that were already experiencing the prayer calendar from you they'll have leaned in they'll have made the calls they may not have made every call that week but two or three of the calls and uh, and everything and you're just encouraging them and loving them others of them they're going to be like oh man you know i really struggled and you find that they're struggling to step outside of themselves. But let me just tell you, even if they've struggled, even if they haven't called one person, it's important for you to be positive and be affirming because this is creating a habit in their lives and habits are super hard to form. They are super hard. And so habits are already hard to form, but then as well, just add on top of it that Satan really doesn't want them to form it. That's right. So it makes it doubly hard. So Yeah, Satan would rather you brush your teeth every day yeah. and form that habit than to be talking to Jesus on behalf of the people around you and the body of Christ every day. Exactly. And, and, and like I said, habit's hard to form in the first place. So remaining positive and celebrate what you can. You know, a lot of times people, I think it's very important if, if whenever you're doing accountability to make sure that you not only stay positive, but that also that we're not encouraging people to say, it's okay, we never do things, you know, type of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But instead, I would say, make sure we, we carefully say, you know what, that was yesterday. Yeah. Today is a new day, and I believe in you to be able right. to do this. And that's the thing, you're trying to help them believe that this is something that they can really put it into their lives. So when that phone rings and they pick up and they say, hey, you know, how's it? You, you, you're like, hey, how you doing? You go through all the chit-chat. And the very next thing you're saying, tell me how your prayer calendar's going. Do you have any stories on how God has been working through you, working through your calendar, working in the lives of the other people? And then if they have those stories, you just sit there and you're like, yay! And you celebrate those 
progresses, the, the progress that's made by praying with others. And in, and what, in doing so, in that celebration, you're teaching them what a win is, that a win can be small. Sometimes we'll have people and they're like, oh, God really didn't answer prayers. I'm like, really? You didn't pray for anything for anybody? Well, I prayed for so-and-so to get a job. And say, well, did they get a job? Oh, yeah, they got that job. I'm like, wait a second, they got a job. God answered the prayer. Let's praise him. And they're like, oh, 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 okay. Well, sometimes even smaller ones people don't recognize in the sense of that, in the sense of that maybe it's not necessarily a, quote, answered prayer, but maybe it's just that the prayer and the connection meant a lot to them. That maybe mm-hmm. it's something where, you know, they said, thank you so much for 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 that prayer and and there you know it's like well that's something to celebrate because you comforted that person you helped that person and that's something to win you know right now we're in a we've been a long time in a culture where something has to be huge and and, in order to be celebrated uh you know someone who was a drunk on the street that straggled into a, a a church and you know glory hallelujah got saved and got a completely different outlook on life or somebody got completely healed and those are the stories that get told but very often yeah. the stories don't get told of just small obediences that do small good things for people and we want to help them realize that those things make you successful too All right, so the things we've been talking about is be positive on the call, ask them how it's going, celebrate wins, and then as you're doing all of that, you're going to find that some people are going to have some issues that might come up, little bitty problems that you're going to be able to help. So stuff like, should I call people or should I text people? Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to help them think through that. Or, Or things like, what do I do if they don't answer the phone, do I leave a voicemail? And and actually, that's another thing. Those things are very connected. You know, we have mm. seen that where a lot of times people call and they say they don't answer. So what do I do? Well, then you text them, you know, because yeah. calls are good to be able to have a good relational talk. But sometimes in a busy world and stuff, you're not calling at a good time. And then people forget to call you back. And so sometimes texting is a, is a better way to connect with some people. And that's another linked one. They say, do I text them a prayer or do I pray right there on the phone? And this comes down to time and comfort that if the person that you're calling has time, then you might pray for them right there on the phone while they're on the phone. And that's always wonderful. But if they say, hey, I'm at work right now. I'm not going to be able to pray with you. Then you go, okay, no problem. I'm going to text you the prayer as soon as we get off the line. And so then you could follow up with texting. And that's something you really want to check on is that they actually texted or prayed with the person personally because that's That's part of what makes the prayer calendar powerful there's so many different times where we say i'm going to pray for you i'm going you know this is going to happen we don't so this is actually ensuring that it actually happens and that it also encourages the person when they read or hear you praying for them that is encouraging and so this way they can actually do that. Sometimes they'll ask you, like, do I have the right people on my prayer calendar? And so, you know, you can sit there and say, like, well, are they Christian friends? Yes. And and so, and maybe some of the maybe it's that some of them may not be the right ones because they sit there and they say, I just don't look forward to calling this person, you know, and and, right. and say, Okay, well then maybe you need to, to, to have a different person, you know, if you're or- just awkward around them. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe sometimes they don't return your calls after a couple of months. Right. They're, they're not getting back to you. And so they're they're indicating to you that they're not interested. It's no big deal. Just add somebody back in, in different into that space, and it's totally fine. Another question we get sometimes is, how long should my prayer be? And uh, and the issue is, is 
Well, how long does it take to pray for that person, for that need? In some cases, it might be a big need, and so it's a longer prayer, and in some cases, it's a small one, but it shouldn't take very long at all. Remember, in our initial talk, we're talking about the whole process in one day only taking about five minutes or so. Right, and, and I really would overall encourage you that especially if you're especially if you're texting it, texting the prayer, to not mm-hmm. be too verbose or big. Because what, yeah. what our hope is we want to multiply this habit down to other people. So if you've been doing a prayer calendar in which somebody you're praying, you're, you're typing out pages of prayers inside of your text, and then you're asking people that they want to do the same thing, they're thinking, I don't have time to type out that many prayer, that much prayer. So no, I don't want to do that. So, you know, we want to try to be, you know, uh, you know, effective, but brief when we're doing these things so that when people envision doing it themselves, they're not having a, a bad outlook. And that brings us to like kind of the next point is that your job is to help them keep it simple mm-hmm. and to realize that it's simple because there's a lot of us out there who make things more complicated and bigger than it needs to be. And so part of your job as someone mobilizing, multiplying the prayer calendar out is to help them realize to keep it simple, realize it simple, because when you're doing so, you're going to help them to form the habit. And you're going to help them with the particulars of that. So help them think through the time of day. Help them think through attaching it to it, perhaps a different habit. So for example, like on your drive to work or after brushing your teeth, or something like so that. So again, guys, this is you're you're helping them form the habit. So when you're coming in, just because they're not perfect at it at the beginning doesn't mean they don't want to do it. And so mm-hmm. that's why when you're sitting there and helping them think about this, you have to think about as a person would try to coach another person into inserting something into the rhythms of their day. And so do they need to set a reminder? Do they you know, what is something that is going to help them Add this, insert this into something they just do in life. Because remember, a habit is not something you do once or twice a week. You know, mm-hmm. that's not really a habit at that particular point. You know, so especially not something like this. So if they sit there and say, well, I have a hard time doing it every day. So I just go ahead and call like four or five people one day. And then, you know, right. about five days later, I'll call four or five people and get, it's like, okay, that's, that's called a project or a task or, or an task. event, yep. but it's not really a daily, it's not a daily habit. And that's the point of this. And so we're, we're, but Hey, when we do make it a daily small investment, it has many rewards. Yeah, so when you're coaching someone to start their own prayer calendar and then to help others to do so as well, you're going to want to take time to formulate next steps. So in order for them to be successful, they need a tangible, concrete next step in order to make it happen, in order to turn that activity into a habit. So that may be call one person tomorrow, you know, set your timer so you'll remember to call them, whatever it may be, give them something small. And, and you know, after you've, you've decided that next step or if you've got that next step, remember to end it with some more celebration of the why mm-hmm. of the calendar and the fruit that, we're, that it will bring. You know, it's like we're doing this to be able to be a ministry to other people, to see answer prayer of God in our lives, to reconnect with people. And just imagine that all the, the, the good fruit that's going to come out of us just doing the simple habit. 
Yeah, and make sure you tell that you tell them that you're going to call next week yes. to see how it's progressing. That's just a little bit of accountability sprinkled in very gently that will that will help them keep it at the forefront of their mind, want to set up those reminders and attach it to those activities in order to make it happen. So to be clear, you will be at the beginning if a person's just starting the prayer calendar, I would call them every week. And then once yeah. it's at, once they start getting it, I would call them every other week. And yeah. so that's why we say about five people that you probably want to mobilize to do the prayer calendar so that you can, you know, be able to incorporate it into already your prayer calendar. So in other words, if you're mobilizing five people and you're calling them every other week, then, you know, you will maybe want to have 25 people on your personal prayer calendar so you can call the same person twice in a month. And so that That's way right. you can you can continue your habit, but then also you can help the other people mobilize them in that habit. And yes, this is an ongoing process, guys, because if you just stop, if you stop calling people about the prayer calendar, they will stop too. And then also that relationship that you were building surrounding prayer starts going cold. And so right. you want to be able to keep on developing those, those having that regular encouragement and guidance and accountability that would keep this habit growing. And now you can use, now that you're doing this regularly, you can use these mini touch points, which are in the end going to be many coaching prayer relationships to encourage them to do other disciple-making habits and have them pass it on too. So now a conversation about the prayer calendar can also grow to maybe engaging unbelievers or praying mm -hmm. together inside of a meeting or formulating a DMC, a disciple-making community, or something else that you, that, and it's growing, growing, growing because now you've already developed this relationship and times and, and, and effort surrounding something that leads to disciple-making. Yeah, don't forget to keep things upbeat, happy, celebratory. Celebrate what God is doing currently, what he's going to do, and to set up those good habits moving forward. I'm Paul Watson. This is Rebecca Ewing, and you've been listening to the CDM Podcast. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Like, share, rate, and review in order to spread the love with others. And until next time, go and make disciples. Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast and for supporting us on Patreon. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com. Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple-makers.